and girls, welcome back to another thrilling instalment. Same bad place, same <laughs> bad channel. It's uh, it's Franchise Buys Games, your weekly game and news podcast, where two men with over 60 plus years enjoying, living in, escaping into the world of video games sit here and boil the piss off uh, the week's worth of game and news. I am titular protagonist, old franchise Stream extraordinaire, field blogger, field YouTuber, currently failing streamer, <laughs> prolific podcaster. <laughs> that right there is Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. Uh, ist ein schlüpfriger Teufel hier? Oh God. Uh, you weren't ready for it this week, I already, <laughs> nah, nah. I'm just, I'm waiting for the week you do it in Mandarin. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, you said that with such German conviction as well. It's not like I've been practicing it for two days. <laughs> oh, like I literally looked at you and I thought you were just going to look straight at us and just go, shoot the glass. <laughs> I think there's two ways I could have gone for it. I could have gone for the really angry, Erst ein Schleuflinger Teufel, ja? Erst ein Schleuflinger Teufel, ja? <laughs> so yeah, then that's where we ended up. So, oh, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> this is the second best game and news podcast on the planet. <laughs> At this point, uncontested. Uh, with content like this, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Honestly, with this kind of content, we'll be number one any day now. Um, <laughs> we do have Pup Chai's in the recording studio with us, currently chewing the microphone to be in. Um... Johnny, let's start this week's show the same way we start every show, with a little feature. The only feature that's been a mainstay this entire <laughs> podcast, with a little bit of, what are you playing? Well, I dove into, finally this week, because it's finally out on Game Pass, Microsoft Flight Simulator Microsoft on Series X. Flight Sim. And I need to know all about it, from install sizes to fucking everything. I've, I will say this, I've been off-grid. Uh, this week, I've still managed to get some good gaming in, but this week I have mostly been off grid, needed a little bit of downtime, so I haven't downloaded or tried Flight Sim yet. You are my. This is literally outside of um, friend of the show slash prospect, the viral Cyrix. I've watched his stream a couple of times mm -hmm. when he was playing Flight Sim. Uh, I, I know I, I need to know more about it. So from first hand, your recount. So, first hand, it is a simulator, you know, right. down to the finest details of whatever cockpit, cock, cockpit? cockpit layout cockpit. you're looking at. So, um, that being said, you can enjoy and play it very easy, pick up and play it on the, on the uh, control pad. Yeah. Um, it is easy I... to pick up and play, enjoy just touring around the skies. Yeah. Um, so, one of the main features got, it even says start here. It's got some planned flights, like mm. over... Um, like Everett, popular landmarks, uh, pyramids of Giza, New York, all these things that you can just go cool and en enjoy that. So yeah. it eases you in. Then you've got your 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 training courses in effect. You know, learn to land, learn to fly. You know, it step by step goes through the, the mechanics yeah, yeah, yeah. of an aircraft. Does that translate well to a controller? It is. It is what it is when you, you when you play. It, you know what I mean. There there is. <clears throat> I found a, um, I struggled. Particularly because when you start changing your speed and then you, you change your, your, your attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like you're pitching up, pitching down. 
and then you change your trim depending on what speed and things you're going at so you don't constantly having to like hold down or up yeah, to make yeah. sure you're going straight it's those com- combinations of trying to do it on the pad that's where I start to get lost that's right. where co- coordination's like uh, okay um, and that's where a whole it'll never be the pinnacle of playing it until you've got a full setup until you've got like yoke yeah. or that uh, or some flight, good flight stick task flight stick but yeah. even beyond then then you want like multiple screen setups so you can see your entire cockpit aye I th- to be honest this feels like this feels like a game that would benefit massively from a, a yoke or hotas plus VR. VR, absolutely, absolutely. I think the only risk you've got there is uh, you, there's the immersion break of either your hands are always on the yoke, mm-hmm. or like if you take your hand off and you look down and your hands haven't come off it, that's a bit of an immersion okay, breaker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Resident Evil 7 in VR. The immersion breaker there was holding the dual shock uh-huh. as opposed to holding but, two ones. Uh, yeah, I see. Holding the dual shock. That was the immersion breaker. But yeah, I mean, I will download it. I need to, I'll probably do it tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll have a look on the X tonight. I might have to make some room, like, because mm-hmm. it, ain't, it ain't small. No, it isn't. So it's about, like, what, just under. I think we got 97, 98 first install. Yeah. And then there's like a 30 gig pa- day, one uh, patch. day one patch update. So I don't know what the actual total inst- installation yeah. size is. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> here's the other thing. Microsoft Flight Simulator is, is allegedly the first game to take full advantage of the Microsoft Cloud. Mm-hmm. Then why the fuck do we have a 97 gig game? Oh, just, just so you can play it offline. To some, well, you're oh, well con- yes. You're always I... connected to some respect. Yeah. But you can actually at least then you know certain textures will be down downgraded. Mm. Weather like you can have live weather on. So the other day when we switched it on, it was like thunderstorms at Newcastle. Yeah. In national, so you know you can turn those kind of things on and off if you want the full. The full experience. experience. Um. So that in that kind of sense, it's it's customizable. Um, yeah. So that I think and and just from the the textures and details of the planes going from your you know single prop Cessnas to your to your um. Big old Boeings. Like Cessna jets, you know, the Gulfstream type things yeah. to, your, to your huge, like, Dreamliners and Airbus. Passenger aircraft. Which I just couldn't you know, come <laughs> I played it the other day, and it is like airplane when you look at the dashboard, just goes on forever <laughs> and ever <laughs> and ever <laughs> and ever. But then you quickly realise all, all they do, these pilots, have got you know, full respect is take off, autopilot, well, let's get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, did anybody, did anybody <laughs> see if that uh, air hostess had any cocaine on her? <laughs> Pilots, the new rock I was stars. up all night and I need a bump. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I barely scratched the surface. It is a sim and it's one of those things where you've got to dev- devote a bit of time for it, you know, flying here to there. Yeah, yeah. Um, will it get boring? Do, you know, I know the games we like. Transatlantic flights, like... Is that essentially eight hours over water? Yep. Like that. That appeals to a very specific Absolutely. kind of person. Absolutely. Like, like I couldn't, I couldn't spend eight hours in a sim flying over an ocean for eight hours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I need, I need to see some fucking. I don't know. Maybe maybe if you were flying through storms or something. I don't know, uh, but very much it would be for me. Global landmarks, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I mean, the first thing, and the question I've got for you is, yep. 
Did you go home? I did go home. That was the first thing. The I think, first I, think thing. I crash landed in back. I was, <laughs> also, I was definitely upside down in a few streets somewhere. <laughs> it uh, did not end well. No. No, but yeah, I went went straight home. And that was the beauty. Like, this game is stunning Yeah. in the air. Or just, you know, at, just at low altitude even. Aye. Just looking at the tech, the, the landscape and just all that, like, seeing the world from above. Yeah. Like, Realising how... A, how small the whole place is, yeah. how close we are to things when you think they're, how far things away are. Um, it's like I said to you, like you can literally, you could fly from here to London in probably 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, depending which, um, depending on which, which equipment you're on. <laughs> <laughs> it's that sort of, I suppose that is the game changer, that just like, uh, we're currently over Birmingham and there it goes, goodbye Birmingham. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you ever been to Birmingham? Well, you have. You have now. <laughs> It's what I found more than I was expecting, though. Sorry. It was um, very, like, it was a mindful game. It's very right. much, you know, I'm yeah. sure this is what pack flying's like. It's all about discipline. It's all about checks and balances and uh, doing yeah. this and kind of doing your checklist, right? I'm going to, yeah. it's not like I'm going to make a turn. I'm going to prepare for my turn. Yeah. Because if you just make your turn, that's when usually shit goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about that. So thinking about what you're doing and then just being able to take in the, the sights as you're doing it. Aye. It's very kind of, it, it forced you to clear all the other shit from your head and just focus on what you're doing. Aye. Um, so even with a with a flight stick or a yoke, I think that would be even more because you'll be just, it'd be another form of connection. Yeah. But um, that, that was the surprising bit. So I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to do a few more flights from UK airports to UK airports just to, just to, take, just to it in. take it in. Yeah, yeah. And go through the motions of, you know, take off, course correction, landing. Yeah. Aye. And I, I wonder in the, if, if, if it's part of it, I don't know, if you're doing these long flights, if there's like, what you don't want to do is show that air, air travel is dangerous. Uh-huh. But if, you know, if you have malfunctions or things, like how do then you react yeah, to yeah. those things? I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But whether that, they're going to really highlight that as a core feature, I don't know. Well... We time will tell because I think this game's probably got legs. Oh, this uh, is this is a t- probably a five to ten year plan, maybe. Yeah. Considering the other flight sims. Well, yeah, that's it, and it's with the cloud, you can expect faster, um, more regular updates, mm-hmm. not just new planes and stuff like that. Like put in stuff like you say, like put in a mode where it's like right, deal with this, deal with um, a malfunction. In the middle of the air, 35,000 feet, one of the engines has gone out, deal yeah. with that. That would be a, a decent, I, I don't want to say a training mode, cause like, but it would be interesting. That, how do you react, you know, yeah. doing, doing your whole thing, you know what I mean? If, if it puts you in but, the pilot seat, that's part of yeah. flight travel. Aye. Air travel, sorry. Everyone's just going to have that thing though, aren't they? Like, if you go into that mode, the engine's gone out. Just all right. I'm just gonna fucking top gun the shit out of this. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna roll it. I'm gonna roll it. <laughs> um, have you played anything else this week other than flight sim? Uh, Fortnite. The obligatory Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, beat my PB. Beat your personal worst. Thirteen, but I didn't get a receipt, so you can call me out on it if you right. want. Right, is the thing. Right, I do have is witnesses. I do have witnesses, but I don't have a receipt. Is the thing. If you got witnesses, the the I mean. People can lie for people, do you know what I mean? However, I will say witnesses are allowed. In this instance, witnesses are allowed. Um, I, What I will say to you, to anybody who wants to come out of franchise with a PB, 
better than 19. Yeah. What's mine? 18. 18. So if you get a PB that's 19 or better, I am going to need to see receipts. Um, obviously. Obviously. Dems are the rules. That's <laughs> Dems the rules. I need receipts. I got a, I got a receipt for you yesterday. I thought I was going to beat my PB of 18. With that, what's my PB? 18. 18. It is 18. I thought I was going to beat my PB when I hit 16. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we're onto a burner here. But I didn't. I didn't beat it. But 16 still fucking. 16's mega. 16's still a good game. Absolutely. Like, um, eight days out from something. Is that the end of the season? Because I don't Ooh, think I don't it can be. The more I think about it, I don't th- the eight day countdown. I think is probably going to be a mid season event. I didn't see this. On so the other day. if you go live now, there is a countdown over the mothership. Oh, there's also a countdown on your um, lobby main menu, and yesterday it was eight days. Uh, now I don't think it can be. When I originally saw the countdown, I thought, oh well, Superman. That's when Superman's going to arrive. Uh huh. But Superman is 13 days out at this point. You can see Superman on the main screen, and he's 13 days out. This event is eight days out, so there's a there's a there's there's something there that doesn't work, so Superman can't turn up and like help you fight the aliens. I don't know if we're going to get a big PvE event in eight days. It's an interesting one, right? Because like, Superman, you think, is a, he is an alien, but it's odd choice for the whole... The tone of the whole... Yeah. Alien invasion thing hasn't thought about Superman whatsoever. No. no. Um, so unless they're going to tie in for this and actually make it a reason why Superman's turning up. To to help yeah. fight the, an alien threat. Here comes Zod. Zod. That's pretty cool. Zod's flying the mothership. Yeah. But again, like, uh, Epic have created their own alien race. Well, I can't remember what they call them right now. Trespassers? Mm, well, they're yeah, the trespassers in are in the ship, but yeah. you get to create your own alien. And what are they called? Chimeras. You, is it Chimeras? The Chimeras is the gun, isn't it? So maybe it is. I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember what they're called. But essentially, it's a, uh, <clears throat> a quite a heavily customisable alien. Hence it's called Chimera, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I've started to customise mine because I'm like level 80 odd and I had that many alien artefacts used to customise it. I thought, fuck it, I'll use them because I don't want to be in a position where, like I was last season when I had like 5,000 gold and I was like, I'm going to bank this. I'm just going to keep banking this like a greedy... <laughs> Covetous person, just like some Scrooge McDuck <laughs> diving in this with will... head first. The concussions you have had. <laughs> this will go lovely in my swimming pool full of gold. <laughs> so fucking, I didn't, I didn't use it, and then I lost it all. Yeah. So now I use me gold freely and readily, upgrading uh, the pistol. Can I just say that is my it's weapon. weapon? That is my weapon of this season. The pistol. I, I love the fact that sniper rifles back. The pistol is my weapon of the season. I get a pistol, be it common, uncommon, rare. Up, find an upgrade bench, get that fuck with a legendary, and I'll like sixteen kill game. I, I used a pistol. Yeah, my, my pretty third, much my most of that. kill game was a pistol. Blue pistol, pistol run, honestly, honestly underrated gun this season. Fucking the pistol and the sniper rifle. The uh, yeah, the space ball. I've finally come accustomed to the real gun. The real gun. Space yeah. ball. Space balls. <laughs> um. But I do feel there's been an intermediate weapon though missing. Yeah. I just I don't know. Something I so, like 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 the the um infantry rifle. There's been some the, oh, like the pulse rifle hasn't hasn't filled filled that gap. I don't no. think. At all. No. I think the pulse <clears throat> rifle is a weak assault rifle. 
very weak. I don't care for the pulse at all. Um, but yeah, so eight days out from a, a, a mid-season event. Um, pub chisers fell asleep on us. So we're eight days out from a mid-season event of which we know nothing. Uh, at this point, I suspect PVE. However, would that turn the season around for us? Because I feel the invasion one's getting a little stale. This might be the shot it needs. I do not care for the UFOs. Still, the pilotable UFOs, mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. Um, especially if you get in Final Circle and you've got people cruising around in UFOs. It's just not not really ideal. But, yeah, still still playing Fortnite. We've got an event eight days out. Uh, other than that, I have been dabbling, sir, in... Now, how do you feel about League of Legends? Have you ever played Immoba? I haven't, no. You have not. So... Are you, you're aware of a MOBA? I am, yes. To those un, uninitiated in the ways of the MOBA, League of Legends is the, the, arguably the most famous one. Dota, Defense of the Ancients, I think Dota stands mm -hmm. for. That's the other big one. Uh, it is team-based, hero-based, and you the, the maps are broken up essentially into lanes. That's what you call top, mid, bottom, jungle... There's a, a there's different areas. On the surface, looks very basic. You start it's left to right or right to left, whichever team you're on, and the whole idea is you push and push and push, and you take over the opposing team. You take over smaller zones on these lanes as you move towards the enemy spawn point, essentially, and that is the goal to take that. Mm -hmm. uh, of all the people. To try a MOBA, there was a Lord of the Rings. I, I'm a I'm a fan of League of Legends. Uh, I didn't fully get into it because I think there was a definite technical, strong technical underbelly to that game. On the surface, when you've got all these heroes to choose from and they've all got their own abilities and ultimates, and it just on a surface level, that's very appealing to me. I like like your Overwatch, like uh, give us another hero shooter. Uh, where you've just got particular abilities, um, it escapes us for now. But essentially, hero base shooters like Overwatch. That when you've got a catalogue of people, mm -hmm. characters to choose from with their own unique abilities, yep. weaponry, and that that appeals to me. I didn't really get into league um, as much as I want to do. If I went back now, I think I'd be better suited to it, having learned more about mobas and. Uh, gameplay tactics because League of Legends is arguably still one of the biggest competitive esports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely in the East. Yes, China, Korea, that sort of place. Uh, the the one person I didn't see doing this, like I say, I played the Lord of the Rings one. I played that to death. I really fucking loved that. Pokemon. We briefly touched on this last week. <clears throat> Pokemon Unite is out on the Switch, free to play, and it is a Pokemon. MOBA, and it's it's arguably very much like you know Pokemon Red, Yellow. They, they were what you would call baby's first RPG. Yeah, yes. that was like <laughs> that. That was you know not uncommon to hear that. Pokemon Unite is baby's first MOBA, <laughs> and it's done fucking excellently. You've got two lanes in mid. Mid is what you would class as your jungle. Mm -hmm. So depending on the class you pick. This game even goes as far as to tell you, you have picked this Pokemon 
he is better suited to top lane, yeah. bottom lane, or mid. Mid is jungle, which is essentially your role as a jungle is a support character for either. Mm-hmm. And in that game, um, another one that actually pops out, what was the Gearbox one? Was it called Battleborn? Ooh. Battleborn, that was the first person attempt at a console MOBA. Yes. Which was, I fucking love Battleborn, by the way. It, it died a death because it went out against Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it died a death. It didn't have the support. So I jumps in. You do the very brief tutorial. It is what it is. It's top lane, bottom lane, jungle area. It does what League of Legends does very well. It's got enough um, NPCs on the map that you can kill to level up. That's essentially your goal, is to kill enough to level up. And then as you level up, you unlock new attacks, new abilities, which then make you harder to kill or make you more dangerous to the enemy zones. Yeah. As you're doing that, obviously the other team are also doing exactly the same thing on the same map. Everyone's trying to kill all these smaller NPCs. And in this case, smaller Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You've got like wild Pokemon on the map. <laughs> and you you choose, there's, there's a good selection of starter Pokemon. Not a lot, but a good selection. Enough to... Enough to like, oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, and with it being a free-to-play, obviously there's fucking microtransactions involved. And obviously, after as soon as I'd done the tutorial, I was like, right, let's have a look at what Pokemon are available. <laughs> you've got your Pikachu, you've got your, Char- your Charizard, you've got your Venusaur, uh, fucking Snorlax, you've got the classics. Oh, Lucario. I was like, hello, hello, my boy. <laughs> we meet again, Lucario, one of the OG, one of my favourite Pokemon, Lucario. And he's the one that, if, like, if you're going to have a Pokemon feature in your game, he tends to be the go-to. Pikachu, Lucario. Yeah. Pikachu, Charizard, Lucario, they're the, they're the ones that, like, Smash Brothers. Do you know what I mean? Saw him, instantly, just threw money at that bastard. Yeah, I was like, yeah, just take, here is my credit card. How much do you want? I will have that Lucario. And I said offline when you mentioned this that basically the control room at whatever was going on here <laughs> went up like you no know, NASA landing a probe on Mars. It's like the model works. <laughs> we got him. We got him. We got him, folks. He's in. We got his credit card details. <laughs> Phase two: sell him more Pokemon. <laughs> so I bought a couple of Pokemon to play just to try out. Uh, you do earn in-game currency, which you can then use to unlock more Pokemon yourself. Uh, just had a fucking whale of a time with it. Really well done. And fucking class, because you can see people who've never played a MOBA before who think this is some sort of beat em up uh-huh. where they just charge at you headlong <laughs> and they're in your half of the map in which you have the advantage. Uh-huh. So they're moving slower. You've got your spawn point. Every time you hit one of your bases, you start to heal on your side of the map and they run at you while you're standing on a home plate. So you're constantly healing and they're just swinging at you and you're like, you're not doing any damage. <laughs> this person hasn't learned the art of tactics. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know what a MOBA is and you end up yeah. fucking these people up which just levels you up quick. Another really nice touch because this is Pokemon, as you level up, so if you want to pick Charizard, you start the game as Charmander and then when you hit level four, Charmeleon. That's pretty good. Co- you know, you just yeah. get the evolution. You evolve of- mid-game. Yeah. Whereas in other MOBAs, you do evolve, but it's your, your attacks and that that evolve. But in yeah. this, with it being Portmon, they've tied, you, they've tied it in. It. Yeah, That's so nice. people like Lucario and Pikachu are not going to evolve. You will no. just constantly level up and learn new, like, you know, new attacks, which then replace other attacks. So then you can build your own loadout for that spec of game as well. Depending on who you're playing against, you might think, fuck me. Like Lucario, you can forego one of your attacks, your dash punch, for just a dash which extends your dash a little bit. There's no attack to it, but you can get 
across the map a lot quicker. Mm. Uh, just, just a really fucking good game. And what I was worried about was it was just going to be a just a cash in, just put the Pokemon license on on something. On something. Yeah. And then I was I was I was concerned, but I haven't spent what probably five hours on it now. Probably, maybe a little bit less. I don't know. Because I, I nearly said, you know, it's the phrase, you know, it's better than it has any right to be, but that mm-hmm. that's not correct because it, it it it's better than no, it it's as good as it it's better than it deserves to be. Yeah. No, no, hang on. It deserves to be as good, and it, therefore yeah. it's, it's, it's and it's hit that. Aye. Right, you know, it's the hero we deserve kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, rather rather than like, oh, this is better than we ever thought it. Like, yeah. it doesn't deserve to be because you know, but no, so that's good. Really, I might be really enjoying it. Like, I, I am looking at switches. It is coming. Switch. It is coming to iOS, so you'll soon be able to play it on. Um, you look at me with such disdain. No, no, with my no, non-stroid no, right it, next to me. It, it's, come, <laughs> it's also coming to non-stroid. Don't worry. Don't worry. But he just, um, won't, he just won't plug that, folks. Depending on depending <laughs> on what time we get finished here, maybe maybe you can have a little blast. Uh, very 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 good game. Very good game. Other than that, um. Dabbled a little bit more on Death's Door. Still very much loving uh, fucking Dark Souls featuring a crow. Um, uh, and we did have a bit of a bash around on The Witcher mobile game. Yes, we well Monster Hunter. It was I. What what level are you oh, currently sitting at? I'm still at like two or one or something. I didn't play it as much, but I've been getting a lot of gift packages off you, my friend. I keep sending <laughs> you. I keep sending you them fucking packages. I keep sending you them packages. Uh, it, it the Witcher Monster Slayer Monster iOS Slayer, slash Nonstroid game. <laughs> it's essentially Pokemon Go, but where Pokemon Go you just lobbing Pokeballs at things. It's added a combat element, mm-hmm. which is quick swipes, um, quick swipes for fast attacks, slow swipes for strong attacks, and you've got a sort of hold, hold the screen. For a block slash parry, um, I'm currently level four. Uh, you're level two. Cyrix level three. So yeah, uh, honestly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. I've been enjoying playing it. When I was out and about, when I was uh, off grid, when I was out in the middle of the fucking deals, I thought <laughs> to myself, "Go on then." <laughs> the backdrop is perfect. The backdrop was perfect for a Witcher, yeah. uh, and I did manage to get a couple of monster fights in just in the deals, which is class because I use it in AR. Yeah, yeah. So it adds that other level of like you just fighting a fucking rather than fighting something in your house. Yeah. You know, you why f- are you next to my settees? Huh? Uh, get off my poof, hey! <laughs> <laughs> you have dirt on your feet, you filthy pig. Yeah. <laughs> Take your shoes off, then we'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I um, I did play Portman Go quite heavily. Thoroughly enjoyed that. I played the Ghostbusters one. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed that. Uh, and Witcher is the latest AR game. Uh, and obviously, I'm I'm a big fan of the Witcher franchise. So anything anything Witchery comes along, like that board game, Witcher Old World on Kickstarter. That's been fully backed. <laughs> so next year we've got the Witcher board game coming. We've got a lot of board games to play. Uh, so. uh, yes, but we that's do. a different podcast. That's a coming soon <laughs> or a different YouTube channel coming soon um, I think that's it for what I've been playing this week Johnny so I think we're yeah. going we're gonna to just swing straight on into uh, some of them gaming news choice cuts 
I think last week there was a very uh, bitter taste left in a lot of people's mouths because of the frat boy culture at Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, we've since had some developments in this. There was a full strike action taken. Yeah. Uh, was it Walkout Wednesday? I think so. It was. Is that what they told it? I feel like it was called walk, hashtag Walkout Wednesday. I want to say. Uh, and essentially yeah, stage a walkout Wednesday morning so it got, got the hashtag yeah when. I mean good on them good on them take action take action I think this is just an ever evolving thing we see some good come out of it like the strikes like the walkouts and forcing Activision Blizzard's hands to do something about this culture there's the downside of it where we start to see more stories come out as more people come forward. Yeah, the details and the horror details start to come across. Really. Oh, God. That picture of all them fucking developers with the Bill Crosby the fucking Crosby pin. Oh, God. Grim. Grim. Like, at, at what level did did somebody think taking a photo of that was a good idea? I, on no level is having a fucking Cosby room a good idea. <laughs> If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna be that guy, don't fucking pitch. Don't take pictures of it. Don't let. Don't let that shit out. Like if you and your mates find that funny, like, here's the thing. I like. I don't like to play. Not in this instance. I would. I don't want to call a devil's advocate, but what I will say is, groups of friends, both male, female, mixed, within certain groups of friends. They will say things in private that you wouldn't say in public mm-hmm. because you have a relationship with these people where... There's, either, there's context. Yeah, and there's, context is you, key. Sometimes you Absolute don't have to state key. the context within your group friends because yes. you know where it's coming from. Yes, right? perfect. But that, 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 that is you know, very selective to the group that you're in. Yes. You don't let that shit out. Don't call it a Cosby room. A man fucking... Like... A man who was sent to prison for sexual assault. Multiple disgusting account counts of sexual assault. You don't fucking... You don't lean into that and create a room around them and then take fucking photos with a picture of them. That's like us having a fucking Jimmy Savile room. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It's fucking grim. It's grim. Look, all I want to say is I just... We need... We need this to fucking... This has to be the catalyst for change. We need to have dis- the proper discussions on what the change is actually going to be. And then yeah. Im- those changes implemented. So the big thing here is, you know, from we, we saw from current employees having their... Putting their comments across. Mm-hmm. Ex-founders, ex-bosses mm-hmm. putting their comments across. But a complete you know, empty vessel of like the current leadership. Fuck you know, me. Of not even an acknowledgement of said lawsuit, almost. Like Here's the beyond, thing. beyond the legal, you know, I've accepted this writ, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, And, like... But during all this carry-on, it came out that Bobby Kotick had just had a, a bonus of $111 million approved or something by the board. And you've got to start asking questions at that point. Right, there's a big question... To, be, to play a devil's advocate here... Yeah, which we do. We right. like to... We do. <clears throat> It's deplorable. What's happened is deplorable, but there, unfortunately, there are nuances to this argument. And I believe what you're about to lean into is if we were to separate 
business performance from frat boy culture, yeah. Activision Blizzard had a fucking incredible year. Yeah. On the books, an incredible year. They're also a horrible, shitty company who, after record-breaking years, let a load of people go. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Kotick could get a hundred and fifty million bonus or whatever the fuck he got. This man is morally bankrupt, and unfortunately, morally bankrupt men do business very well because they can cut costs without so much as a fucking twitch. They can let up fifty people go. And that makes the books look fucking excellent because mm-hmm. you've just saved X amount of thousands. If you take the humanity out of it, which Bobby Kotick and other sociopathic <laughs> businessmen can do, they can make the books look incredible and they make business look incredible. And the shareholders love that because why? Because then they get more money. Mm-hmm. This is the disgusting world of business, people. This is... And you all know this. this Everyone knows this. free market capitalism. Free dude. market capitalism, baby. <laughs> this is how it works. And it's horrible. Yeah, and I mean, what I was going to say, in the wider picture, you know, the wider picture of CEOs, like the, the wealth gap of mm-hmm. CEOs making so much money and I'm going to call it grunts. Mm-hmm. Like me and V. We are grunts, yes. Um, making a piss fraction of a percentage of, yeah. of that. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that gap that is growing and growing and growing, and growing, um, which is a bigger concern regardless of what industry yes. you're in. Okay, and this, this is the thing. So, the the industry and and the ideology of business breeds this this thing, right? Yes. So his bonus is related purely to numbers, performance, okay? you KPIs. Can to, you can start to yeah. What what isn't written into his contract and how you know is the is the behavioural and cultures that are fostered in these companies. Yeah. And I know our company, my company who I work for, is going the direction of that's becoming a fostering part of Yeah. They're fostering that part of of business. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just money making, it's well being and, and culture. Yeah. And I that's the way things are going if you That's want to, the zeitgeist we are in right now. Right. So the, the older world, I'm going to say, yeah, the old, it's old still money. based on strict business performance and spreadsheets. But mm-hmm. like I say, it, it, you know, it happened with Ubisoft, they didn't react properly. Now Activision Blizzard's not reacting properly. It's these older companies which yeah. are still based on the legacy of business done at any cost. Yes. To some respect. Yeah, yeah. Performance um, at any cost. Yeah. Whereas the new, the new zeitgeist, the new thing is all about, eth- more about business ethics, morals, and the cultures and behaviours at companies. Yeah. And, and shareholders are becoming more increasingly interested in that mm-hmm. than bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to take this to an entirely different level, we've said countless times on this podcast that we chose to start a podcast in an industry that we absolutely love, mm-hmm. which just so happens to be the most toxic fucking industry <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. Gaming is toxic. Uh, it has been, and I don't know if it is toxicity born of a place of narcissism or born of a place of gaming used to, in at its roots, was linked to fucking incels, just an incel for people not known is an involuntary celibate <laughs> essentially just very unattractive people who have very little social skills way back when sitting in dark dingy rooms mother's basements 
that stereotype whether or not it's born from that we don't know i don't know why it is as toxic as it is uh, i think some people get into it because of the toxicity because it's a and it's, for them what? it is a it, is it an outlet because they are wildly unhappy or they believe that's what like kids kids get into gaming and start being toxic is that because they th- they think that's what gaming is do you, do you know what I don't think it's the gaming thing I'm going to protect, protect the thing I, I, don't, I don't think it's the game that that you know, industry that and that thing that fosters these kind of things I think these toxic attitudes toxic pockets yeah <laughs> are a part of the human race anyway I think there's yeah. always been part of it what the gaming medium does is facilitate it wildly because we're all connected and we're all playing the, yeah. the very nature of that Gaming, that, that actually, platform when you think about it, social media <clears throat> is an extension of gaming. It is. It is, a, it is a place where people can be relatively anonymous and vent all manner of uh, pain. Or, like, do, some people do it for a release. To, words like this, you know, toxic words and lies and you know, discriminatory attitudes used to be on pamphlets. Yeah. And, and, and newsletters, which didn't go beyond the whole, you know, your own parish or whatever, your own little community, you yeah. know what I mean? And then suddenly, like, it used to be sharing tips or sharing, like, um, CDs of, of things to get the word across. Mm-hmm. Then it became the advent of the internet, blew things up. And yeah. it, it's just, I, I think we've always fostered these attitudes. I think it's just inherent in our species. But what gaming's done, because it's, it's just rapidly grown. Yeah. Um. And the the medium just allows it. And before you can start policing it, the next thing they start to police the thing that's not the problem because they've already evolved two steps forward. Yeah, you're already on the next problem. Yeah. So I, I'll swing it back. I'll swing it back. I did, I was going to make a point, and I got sidetracked. We are in a very toxic industry, and if change happens, if this is a catalyst for change, that change. If that change then looks like longer development cycles for games, mm-hmm. so your development cycle moves from three to four years to four to five to six years, yeah. I guarantee you, if, if all that is done, if that development cycle is lengthened to care for people properly, and then people actually start earning what they're worth, mm-hmm. The gamer, as the end consumer, takes the hit for that. Bobby Kotick won't take the hit for that. Mm-hmm. We as gamers will take the hit for that. We as gamers will take the hit for that. By now we pay 80 quid for a game and we wait longer than we would have. Yeah. And then the toxicity would quickly bubble over and then the internet, the little trolls on Twitter, would attack developers... Well, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, the toxicity would come out and it would just vitriol would just come back over aimed at these people who have been protected through the means which are now impacting the end customer, which are us. It's a vicious, vicious cycle and it, it just comes down to the fact that the gaming industry is just full of humans. But I'd, I'd flip that on its head. There's another way that that could go. If the industry is, is does reform... Mm-hmm. And it's people are treated that way, right? 
then that culture and that behaviour and that those those attitudes potentially will instill down into the next generation who play those games. Because usually a lot of the time people there's people like those filthy casual gamers and there's people How dare you no, call no, no, me no. filthy casual sir? In the in the in the apps in the in the context of that we didn't get into game development. No. Whereas there's other people who will Games will be their passion and their, their, what they want to do is design Yeah. Design video games. They want to build the next immersive right. world. So let's put it in the if, if these are the people, usually then become the gamers. Yeah. So you're a gamer, then a game developer. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I very rarely think that you will be a game developer without being a gamer. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a certain thing there that needs to yeah, yeah. have that connection. So if you, if you reform, you've got a good industry that has you know, good values and good cultures the next level of people who play those games should be instilled into that so that should be instilled and, and that, into and that. that's a way to 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 combat that culture you're right it could either go you know either the blame gets probably you know in the short term i think you're right your your thoughts are correct yeah and if, if that's not, not handled correctly then it could derail the whole thing yeah yeah but in the long term if we can you know live by example that's the only way things usually work yeah and unfortunately, if the CEOs and leaders don't live by example, no. you will never foster that in, in your company. And then, and then you've got the old fucking... <clears throat> if I put a bag of money on the table in front of you and I went, right, nice guy, Johnny. There's 111 million, right, on top of your wages mm-hmm. that I don't pay you. <laughs> Let's say that I paid you, right? Let's say you were earning an honest wage. Uh-huh. And I put a bag of 111 million in front of you. Yeah. And I said, right, there you go. That's yours. All you've got to do is just f- just fire. Just fire five people. Mm-hmm. You choose. Fire five people. We've just come off the bat of a record year. You're going to fire five people. You're going to send five people's families spiralling. Um... Just uh, that bag of money's there if you want to. Just, just tell us when you fired the five and I'll give you that money. I don't think you could do it. Me? I, no, I no, don't no. think I could I, do I, it. I, I, this is why I'm not the CEO yeah, or a leader. That's what I mean. CEOs are CEOs for a reason and it's because they are morally bankrupt I don't and think they are they're mor- 100%. I don't think morally bankrupt. I think that that's... Some are. Mm. Some are. Some aren't. I, but they, they are employed... And whether it's the way they're wired, that's the that's the way the world works in their head. And yeah. they, they can rationalise it, they can justify it, that, yeah, you know, I'm a bean counter at the end of the day, this makes sense on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Like, I that, don't, that's the way it works. I don't, I look at these people as numbers on a spreadsheet because that's how I make business work. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this is like, you know, there's changes in sort of some Scandinavian companies, this is a big leap now, but not looking at their gross domestic, domestic product as a, as a measure, as a, as, a, as a measure of how healthy the nation's doing, it's yeah. like um, well-being and things like that. I don't know how many people are sick. How, yeah, as, as a measure of how the actual value. We are. Of I mean, we're living. We're living fucking changing times. Do you know what I mean? Very f- th- like attitudes are changing and rapidly. I think, I think ideologies are going to be flipping. Yeah. Because like, we we don't a lot of people don't occupy the centre anymore. Mm. Politically. Yeah. It's either it's so or dis disc courses at an all-time low yeah um so we'll see ideologies flip from populist to the other side you know, you know not yeah. communism but like probably some healthy socialism things but 
there'll be people who think these two things go together. Like, yeah, that's what the centre is, a, a compromise and a chat. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's quite it's quite interesting times, particularly for businesses, when the, when the next level of leadership's come in and what their values are. Yeah. How that runs business and how that works with the current capitalism ideology. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we'll put it. Look, we'll put a pin in this. I've got no. I've got no doubt we'll have further updates on this as the weeks roll on. Uh, without question, it's going to probably feature heavily for the next few weeks. I want to play new games. I want new games to come out. I'm in loving it. But I want to know personally. The way yeah. I feel is, I want to know that no one suffered, and no one, yeah. you know, was demonised making the game that I love. Yeah. Yeah. What game came out recently? Uh, Ratchet and Clank mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank came out and all the developers came out and said not a bit of crunch not a bit of crunch so a weird one Ratchet and Clank came out uh, Insomniac Games said nobody nobody worked crunch uh, it was a very it, it was quite a, an enjoyable development cycle for what turned out to be a very very good game Ratchet and Clank has sold 1 million units there are, which will segue straight into the second piece of uh, our news this week, Choice mm-hmm. Cuts. PlayStation 5 has sold 10 million units. 10 million units. Wow. 10% of people who own PlayStation 5s have bought Ratchet & Clank. Considering it's only one of the very few games considering, that you can really get. <laughs> considering that is one of three exclusives, Yeah. 10% of PlayStation users have bought Ratchet & Clank. It's not great, is it? That is not great, sir. It's not good at all. That is very, very low. Uh, at this point in the release cycle, I would have 100% thought Ratchet & Clank would have been in at least 40%. Considering the, 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 the landscape of games available. For exactly. Console. Considering what do you have? Demon Souls mm-hmm. speaks to a very, mm-hmm. very limited yes. niche market of players. Right, People who like From Software games aren't people who... Like, you don't dip into a From Software game. No. From Software games are brutal for a reason because that's what they that's what they do better than anyone else. Make challenging, beautiful, technically masterpiece games. Rage inducing. Hundred percent. Demon Souls. I don't know how many Demon Souls are sold. I would like to check that. Actually, let's do that right now live. <laughs> While we're talking about this, just play some. Demon Souls PS5 sales figures. Let's have a look. Uh, how many copies did Demon Souls sell? Oh, careful! That might be the old one. Uh, as of twenty fifteen, yeah, that's not it. Uh, nah, I can't find it. I can't find it off off the top of my head here. It looks like it's referencing a lot uh, the original. Demon Souls. Okay, for flipping this the other way, the other thing that came out was Miles Morales. Miles Morales also out on PS4. Uh, with a little over, with a little over one hundred and fifty thousand copies shifted in October. Demon Souls made it a number eleven in the US cross-platform sales. MPD numbers gave the numbers. MPD gave the numbers to Gama Sutra, where Demon Souls is listed above Brutal Legend. Um... I'm just going to have a quick dip into this Destructoid article, right? The whole article is titled, Demon Soul Sales Are Impressive. 
and I'm trying to find a number. Uh, I'm in a shift to 150,000 copies in a month. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. I just if if that level of sales tracks, we'll we'll try. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down on if Demon Souls sold well. What the, the point is? You've got Demon Souls. You've got Returnal, and you've got Ratchet and Clank. They are your three exclusives. And to sell one million copies of one of your exclusives, where you have ten million of them in the wild. Is a worrying fucking number to me. So here's a, here's another thing on uh, which was this. I'm quoting from the gamesindustry.biz. Gamesindustry.biz. What what? Um, so this you know talking about the 10 million sales worldwide. Other yeah. Sales figures released by Sony include that Spider-Man Miles Morales has sold over 6.5 million copies since last year. Don't know which plat- what the split on that platform is. Yeah. Um, Returnal released in April has exceeded 560 thousand copies, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has sold one million. That's bad numbers for exclusives, that man. It is. That is horrific numbers for exclusives. That is so bad that for a platform where the the fan base, the Sony ponies as they're called, the, the, the fervent fan base who said Xbox had no games, none of the fuckers have went and bought the exclusive games for the PS5? Sweet Jesus. Yeah. So there's... The, the, there's millions and millions of PlayStation 5 consoles out there playing Call of Duty playing Warzone that's it and FIFA FIFA Warzone maybe a little bit of Fortnite but n- very limited PlayStation 5 games <laughs> if you can hardly, hardly any I mean Miles Morales seems to have done very well but that was a launch title and we don't know if that's across PS4 and PS5 <laughs> so that's I mean that that to me is worrying and again I say that's worrying that's only worrying to me based on numbers in the wild versus numbers who uh, there's a there's a name for this. There's a name for this, and it's it's they call it an attach rate. So Nintendo have a famously high attach rate. So if you look at the numbers of Switch sold versus the number of Switch exclusives sold, like Breath of the Wild, like Mario Odyssey, like the uh, Super Smash Brothers, these huge Nintendo licenses franchises. The attach rate says the majority of people who own Switches also own that game. That is a very high attach rate. Yeah. Looking at the numbers we have in front of us here with PS5, and as fucking nice guy Johnny should belt it out there, the, the three main exclusive titles, that is such a fucking low attach rate. Now, we don't know if this is bad news because we don't know what the forecast sales were for those games. No. Returnal for Housemark that five hundred sixty thousand units might be fucking brilliant for yeah, Housemark yeah. because before this Housemark was a, a a developer known by again a niche group of people who loved that Housemark bullet hell type game top down bullet hell fucking nobody did better than Housemark and they translated that in the third person and I fucking love Returnal I I played Returnal on stream a number of times brutally difficult. Love the roguelike element of it. Absolutely love it. Is 560,000 units to housemark exceeding sales forecast? Who knows? Maybe we'll dig into this a bit more off air. But what I will say is Ratchet and Clank had the full fucking marketing machine behind it. The full marketing machine behind yeah, it. Yeah, it did, actually. That, that, was, that was the one that this is... This, these, these are PlayStation darlings. 
in terms of yes. prices. Yes, yes. Now, here's another one, and I'd, we are spiralling off, right? <laughs> we are spiralling off here, but while it's happening in my mind, I'm going to make it happen. I, days gone, got panned. How long has Ratchet and Clank been out? Two months. Two months. Is it April? Days Gone proceeded to become the second best video game software in North America for April 2019. Um, was Days Gone a success? Days Gone has sold more copies than every game the studio has ever made combined. Uh, how well oh, no, did sorry, it? it came out in June. It was the 7th of June. June. So it's a month and a bit. God, it feels a long time now. Yeah. I need... Um, <coughs> I'd like to see... So, officially, Days Gone has 5.5 million total players. Let's have a look on Reddit for the... As of 2019, the Days Gone numbers on Reddit. Has there been an official sales count on this game? Uh, okay. While the numbers have not been publicly released, uh, it has been reported outside expectations. Top the charts in the UK. It's so far Sony's biggest launch in 2019. Look, again, this is something that I hoped I'd be able to just Google and put my fingers straight on it. It's hard as well now, particularly with it being part of the PlayStation Collection as well. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Mm. I wonder if... I, I don't particularly want to uh, trust a Wikipedia article on Days Gone, but what I, what I do find interesting is I'd like to compare Days Gone sales versus Ratchet and Clank sales for the same time period. Which is something that I can't do, as it would transpire, is not something I can do quickly. So, Ratchet and Clank only selling one million as of this point. Is that good? Is that bad? Let's uh, let's put the ten million, like, number into context. Yeah. Right. It's still a small amount. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sixty something million is that the UK population? Don't know. Right. So it's, I, I want to say it's about sixty three million something like. That. Anyway, so let's call it. It's one sixth of that. Yeah. If ever, if all the PlayStations were in the UK, mm -hmm. we're small. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know ten million worldwide is still a very small number. Yeah. Of of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Considering how many haven't managed to sell, so the actual majority of these systems will be in places who've just bought them outright. You know, to have them. Yeah. And might not be playing them. Mm -hmm. There's people like us. You know, we passionate gamers. We have both systems because we want to have access to these games. Yeah. Which you have bought. And third, yeah, but yeah. you know, there's there's a balance here of you know, there's a times where the PlayStation is sitting there being, you would call it pretty, I would call it an eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> My PlayStation Five has not been turned on for quite some so time let's, since Ratchet and Clank. Since Ratchet and Clank, yeah. Right. So I, the numbers are small because you know the people who want to play Ratchet and Clank, or would play Ratchet and Clank, don't have access to it. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. So what we're saying is there's a Venn diagram of people who want PS5s and people who want to play Ratchet and Clank and that that uh, the overlap is very small. Yep, so which the is smaller, why the games will end up on PlayStation 4 still. Yeah. For the, the smaller your people who have access to the PlayStation 5 circle is, obviously that immediately impacts the people who want to play Ratchet and Clank on it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think of those 10 million, there's certainly a thing now about status. I've got a PlayStation 5. Yeah. But are they getting the benefits of said PlayStation 5? I mean, what are the benefits of PlayStation 5? Faster load times, particularly yeah. in you know, the access to the you know, 
high graphic te textures if yeah. you're going to use it. Yeah, yeah. But is it really changing your gameplay much? I don't know. Is it changing the gameplay when all of these games are still out on PS4? Being able to play it, <laughs> being able to play it in sixty frames per second. Yeah. Yes, for competitive shooters. Yeah. Yes, that that is a big. That bonus. is the the edge. That is the edge you're paying for at the moment. But, but, yeah. Um, be, it's it's you know when you when you just put the cold hard numbers like that, it's yeah. a shame. No, it is. It really is. Particularly that 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 you know, Ratchet and Clank they put so much behind it. Um. And they're going to hurt with not having God of War and other things. Their, their, their character's ready. Yes. And Deathloop, I'm all in on Deathloop. That's not going to be a saving grace, is it? Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Nah. Nah. Anyway, look, we're, we're quickly moving on uh, through time here, so we're <clears> moving <throat> on through time and space. Let's just rattle off the, our remainder. It's good coffee. It's great <laughs> coffee. <laughs> this is a great coffee. <laughs> Uh, I will confess that it, I know it is only four o'clock, but uh, I reached my hand in at the fridge and saw a red can thinking it was Coke Zero, and I just pulled out an Estrella. So I've just been just drinking more beer on this podcast. Right, but one of oh. one of us needs to keep the tone going. <laughs> right, let's rattle through the rest of it. Nice guy, Johnny. So there's a couple more choice cuts this week. Halo Infinite, the technical preview is out. Yes. We are seeing um, a select number of people. People have been able to uh, apply to get access to the Halo Infinite technical preview. Uh, a lot of influencers and streamers were just automatically given access, which Obviously. is a smart move. This is the world we live in. I mean, mm -hmm. my invite must have been lost in the post. Uh, I will say I will I will gun to be the biggest streamer in the UK by the end of 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, but now the the technical preview is rolling out now. It it has been a bit of a bumpy launch, however, it's 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 rolling. We are seeing word coming through, and the overwhelming response here is the developers are saying, "Hang on a minute, people commenting on the gameplay. This is not what it was about. Mm -hmm. We are stress testing servers. We are stress testing everything at this point. This might not this might not even be beta level fucking gameplay." But the other side of that is there's a lot of people starting to tweet now, particularly the streamers and the influencers, who are guaranteed they've been NDA'd up the fucking arsehole. Well, yes. Everybody will have been. Um, but they are saying, like, holy shit, this is Halo. Halo's back. And that excites me. I think this is smart, you know what I mean? Because normally for technical previews and things, you could you try to keep it a little bit under the radar. Yeah. To kind of, you know, allow... And it's just a learning experience. Yeah. I, I appreciate them doing it properly so they can make things good for launch. Mm -hmm. Bear in mind, they have to make this good for launch because this is the first game where they're splitting single-player and multiplayer and they're just giving the multiplayer away for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times do we, you know, the new games come out and the servers can't take it? Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's something like it shouldn't happen. No. So, in some respect, they're being very clear about what they're doing. Yep. the technical preview is happening. I think they've marketed this to get it above and into the news cycle mm -hmm. because of, to give it some publicity ramping up to it, which gives them bullets to dodge if it doesn't come up to scratch. Yes. So it's brave, but I think it's been the right decision yep. thus far. Um, yep. It just, it's just got me excited for Halo, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I want to get back in the way. I've, I've seen a couple of the videos on the technical preview, uh, IGN had a couple of ve uh, vehicles. IGN had a couple of videos up, and just watching them was like, "Fuck, this just brings me back. This takes me back to 
Halo 2, Halo 3, Reach, the Master Chief Collection, all of them, just getting into that multiplayer and that the way Halo plays like Halo and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's still there. They've still got that Halo flavour. And I haven't played Halo for ages. It's it's going to be brutal. I mean, I don't think it'll be that brutal because I think Halo Infinite going free will pull an entire new generation of people in who going to possibly to. haven't played a Halo game yeah. before at this point. And they'll get on board because it will be the dominant article in the news cycle. Mm-hmm. It'll pull in a load of new players. It'll pull in a load of OGs. But us OGs should still have that muscle memory from the probably years combined experience playing the Halo titles leading up to this point. Bat, bat, bat. Be for bat. Be for bat. <laughs> old, old Xbox, be for bat. Wired Xbox controllers, be for bat. Just run at them, shoot them, when you get close enough, bat them. That was it. That's how you do it. So no, yeah. it, it, it's it's exciting, but it, it's it's realising that it's still half a year away. Yeah. But I mean, that'll disappear very, very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, Halo is coming. We have the technical preview. I am not in it, and I am not happy. So we'll move, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, not bitter about it. Once, not so. bitter about it at all. Marvel's Avengers is free to play this weekend, um, in anticipation of the War for Wakanda. The finally the Black Panther um, Avengers content is coming, and it is coming on August the seventeenth. Uh, Chris Judge, the guy who voiced Kratos, yes. is also who was he? Um, he was Teal'c in, Teal'c in uh, Stargate. Stargate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's come a long way, like he's come a long way. Uh, he's yeah. also in Batman: um, Dark Knight Rises. He was one of the mercenaries in that. Was he? Yeah. Holy fuck! Knowledge, knowledge <laughs> bombs. bombs. Absolute knowledge bombs. So we've got uh, yeah, Avengers is free this weekend ahead of War for Wakanda coming out. Uh, nice guy, Johnny. Are you of the mind that... Bear in mind, I know for a fact the Hawkeye expansion didn't pull you back into Avengers. No. Will the War for Wakanda pull Probably you back? Probably not. Well, there you go. But that's because I haven't played on the PlayStation 5 for a bit. And yeah. Just, you know, I've got all the... You know, with the, the PS5 upgrade for it, that was free. Yeah. It, it should be something to jump back into it. Um, I don't know. I, I, no, probably not. If I'm being brutally honest... Probably not. Yeah. Unless I've got like a day off or something to get, to pen, pen it in and go, I'm going to play Avengers this day. I also, I started playing the Hawkeye stuff mm-hmm. on um, Marvel's Avengers. Again, back on this podcast when Marvel's Avengers came out, I, I, I was a fan. Uh, I think the game had its issues, but overall I was a fan. Um, I've got not, I, I don't have the overall uh, overt disdain for Marvel's Avengers that yeah. a lot of people had for, for some fucking reason it just became something to fucking hate but I am tempted with War for Wakanda coming and we know the roadmap for Avengers was that it was going to be free mm-hmm. all this additional content was going to be free and fuck it like why am I not sitting there I've got a PS5 sitting there doing fuck all why have I not downloaded Avengers on there pulled me PS4 progress across and got back into it with them PS5 upgrades. Why have I not done that yet? That's the question. That is I, the question. Because I think there's a lure that's not there. I, I just and and yeah. uh, you know, games have to hit a 
you're incredibly lucky if you manage to like not hit the ground running and then manage to pull players back. Like so, No Man's Sky, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Just you're incre- I think that's you know, it's either there's it's half hard work and dedication and you're incredibly lucky that people have given you a second chance. Yeah. And the amount of issues with Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. That is the thing that you know, it's I can see it in your mind and it's in the back of my mind, just kind of well, that was my lasting experience. Mm-hmm. Why should I jump back into it? Yeah. Because I think I think one thing that Marvel's Avengers didn't do very well was endgame content. The endgame content was so bare mm-hmm. that unless you were a diehard and unless you unless that game spoke to you on a particular level and you went out of your way to make sure every single one of the playable Avengers was max leveled, yeah. which spoke to that 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 prospect speaks to a very small number of players. Mm-hmm. There was no end game content for that game, and then the wait between that for the first updates, the smaller updates that maybe put small missions in end game content or you know other things to do, then Hawkeye with the fucking future Hulk type shit that type situation, mm-hmm. and then. We're still waiting for Spider Man. Where's his tie in? That was a big part of like that was a, selling it on the yeah, PlayStation. That was a marketing boon for PlayStation. And we're gonna get Hawkeye and Black Panther before we get the And we don't even know what type of Spider Man it's gonna be. Nah. And how many people are out there currently thinking, hang on a minute, you've sold me this on a promise that you haven't delivered on. Yeah. And I, that I, that's a, that's sour because Probably without Spider Man, I probably would have pr- preferred Avengers on the Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I, I would have. That's the platform I was naturally drawn to play it on. Yeah, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Not playing Marvel's Avengers. Not playing Spider Man or the fucking. Anyway, look. Uh, free to play this weekend. If anybody's listening, as, literally as soon as this podcast posts, unless you listen to it immediately, you're probably going to miss the free weekend. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. We'll tweet about it later. We'll tweet about it later. Uh, last one I've got on the docket, nice guy, Johnny Annapurna, uh-huh. uh, did a showcase. And um, how do you feel about straight cats? Well, I, I've got a soft spot for Annapurna Interactive. Annapurna, <laughs> bless up. Bless up yourself. Annapurna Interactive. <laughs> Annapurna might be up there. Annapurna and Devolve, Devolver Digital, are the two absolute pinnacle indie publishers for me. Um, And they just publish these fucking bangers. Absolute bangers. In terms of perfect story and narrative contents. 100%. My only issue behind the games, I think the games can be too simplified sometimes. Yeah. Literally. So we'll get into it, but some of these games I definitely feel like they're potentially going through the motions. Right. And I want a little bit more. Let's let's break it down. Let's break it down on what appeared at the Annapurna Showcase. Mm-hmm. So, we, bear in mind, we've seen a lot of these games before. The Artful Escape. Yeah. Which is, it looks almost like um, an endless runner uh, with just this music and visual art style that I have not seen anywhere else. No. I'll tell you the closest thing that comes to it for me. Did you ever play Ape Escape? Oh, no, you didn't because it was on the Switch. Ape Escape had this gentle rolling jazz. When you were roaming around these fucking halls and the second you hit somebody or you went to contact, it was like... This fast-paced, frenetic, just jazz. It was fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. And the art for Escape looks 
to be another one of these games where the music just swells and just takes the game to an entirely different level. Yeah. And the art style as well just looks fucking brilliant. Like, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And what I didn't, <laughs> didn't yeah. expect yeah. here. Um, so the voice cast includes fucking Cersei Lannister, fucking Mark Strong, uh, what's he called? Guy Ritchie's best mate, Mark, uh, Mark Strong. Strong. Jason Schwartzman from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, famous for Scott Pilgrim, and Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed, man. Apollo, also fucking Dylan. <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> son of a bitch. son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 like, so that's coming uh, September 9th. It is going to be on Game Pass, so I think that's the best place for the awful escape. It's going to, a lot of people who might have slept on that game are going to see it now. Uh, Neon White from the developer of Donut County allegedly um, again not, I will hold my hands up no fucking clue what Neon White is no. or was uh, fair enough let's go it's not uh, here's some notes from Kotaku on Neon White a game that I knew fuck all about it's not a roguelike um, levels last anywhere from 10 seconds to 2 minutes there are around 100 levels designed for replayability. Okay. A Memoir Blue. Uh, again, I'm, I'm still on the Kotaku page here. A Memoir Blue is definitely going to make you cry. Uh, described as an interactive poem. Is this something that you'd be interested in? Oh, not oh, not it, really my too, bag. It's too much to the uh, interactive story. And yeah. I, want, I want puzzle solving. Uh, this, this to me looks like it's going to be... And don't get us wrong... These sort of games I would like, and I don't know, like walking simulators, like What Remains of Edith Finch, or uh, what's a, what's the other one with the the fucking creepy house man? Oh, the house is like the reckon it's haunted. You read diaries, man. You walk around the house, solve puzzles rapture. around the house. Uh, everyone's gone to the rapture. rapture. Is it everyone's gone to the rapture? That's in the same vein. Anyway, I can't fucking remember. I can't remember. It'll come back to us anyway. But it looks like it's in the same vein as that interactive poem. I'm not. It's a fucking. About the love between a mother and a daughter. It's not really speaking to me. I am not a mother or a daughter. However, my dad will probably tell you different. <laughs> Storyteller. Uh, Storyteller is a puzzle game about craft and stories. Again, a nice little concept, but not 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 for me. This is the thing that high because Annapurna is a film industry. Uh, Film studio as well. Yes. And this is the, the thing I'm talking about is the evolution of storytelling using games as a medium. So yeah. It's interactive storytelling Aye. to the point of, you know, it might not be a, a game in the kind of sense that we know, but it's the next step. Yeah. Of how you. This, this will speak to a fuck ton of people. Storyteller will speak to the fucking memoir blue will speak to a fuck ton of people. It really will. However, they're just not speaking directly to me. But they are, they are Annapurna ass games. These are Do you people know what I mean? Streamers are going to use, you know, because you know, yeah. people want to watch these almost as a film and see how you play it. They want to see a human reaction to these things. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, the team behind Hyperlight Drifter are bringing out Solar Ash. I've seen this one a few times now. Again, it looks fast, looks frenetic, looks arty is out, not really. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter, cult classic. I, I don't doubt Solar Ash will be more of the same. Skin Deep. Wacky immersive sim, um, again speaks to a certain kind of people. It's coming to a PC though, so it's not really my bag. And the one that I've zoomed through all of these to get to, uh, two bits of news. So Outer Wilds get an expansion, 
Echoes of the Eye coming September the 28th. You know, Game of the Year Game. winner. Outer Wilds. Hungry back. Fella. Who's BAFTA winner? Yeah. And then the one that everybody essentially is hanging the hat on here is Stray. Yeah. Um, I've zoomed through all of that because I just want to talk about Stray. Um, what I... All the trailers I've seen of Stray up to now I thought were trailers. And then... The, the thing that blew my mind immediately was we had the black bars top and bottom of the screen yeah. and it was like a slow focus down in on a street level and a cat walks in and I was like, this looks gorgeous, but I don't expect the gameplay to look like this. Then all of a sudden, the bars disappear and, and just it's around. gameplay and you're like, holy fuck, this game looks good. Yeah. Looks absolutely stunning. Uh, the level of verticality in being a cat. You're playing the game as a cat. You know the vibe I got from this? And what I want it to be like is like The Last Guardian, but you're controlling the, the creature rather you're than actually, the kid. Yeah, yeah. And nah, that, 100%. That's, it was like, oh, that's interesting. If it has the same element of kind of puzzle solving a little bit as like Last Guardian, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. But I don't know. But that's that's the kind of feeling, like, oh, I get to be the creature. Yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't expect, uh, I thought this, when this was first launched, I thought this was going to be for want of a better word, a walking sim with some light puzzle elements, but be. you were a cat, <laughs> so it was different. Uh, this showed him wearing a nice little fucking little backpack with exactly. a little robot in it, and he was like using vendor machines, <laughs> and he's like fucking talking to all these robots and doing doing things that a cat wouldn't know how to do. Talking to a robot, being one of them. <laughs> yeah, but maybe we don't know cats as much as we maybe, thought we did. Maybe I need to spend more time with cats. <laughs> But uh, I, I just, it, that four minutes totally changed my entire thought on, on Street. I thought it looked cool. It was a cat. It was a cat game. I knew it was going to do big because the internet loves cats. Don't fuck with cats. Do, don't fuck with cats. But seeing it then to now with the way the game actually looks in gameplay, this level of verticality that is potentially fucking limitless for a cat and this droid thing getting a little backpack on and like wearing a like there's this droid coming around here and like collecting shit like fucking energy drink cans and that and I'm like wait a minute you just took this in a totally what different direction game? what yeah. the fuck is this uh, no humans at all to speak of either just this one cat this very human like pet a pet attributed solely to humans mm. you don't say like chimps are out with pet cats or you might do on the internet somewhere but like no humans in this and it's just all these weird fucking robots with like them like faces where it's a flat face and like the expression changes depending on its mood <laughs> you know what I mean like that kind of level of synth and this cat just rocking around with a droid in his bag like acting like a cat act, scratching like, a post rubbing against your legs scratching couches the lot just this, so yeah I've essentially sped through all that to say I'm fucking I am Intrigued more than you ever were. Massively, my intrigue has been piqued at the very thought of a stray cat game. Have you got any uh, anything else you want to get on the show, nice guy Johnny? Or shall we dive into the dirt sheets right now? Right now. Oh, there was something about um, the PlayStation Five SSD expansions were coming, weren't there? Yeah, Sega confirmed support for their solid state drives for PlayStation 5. External? 
Sony recommends a well-lit room, screwdriver, and probably a flashlight to add PS5 and SSD. So it might be an expansion. <laughs> um, I've seen, I've seen the yeah. So the, yeah. So this is an actual expansion card, but connected into it like physically, compared to the. Uh, you have to take the faceplate off and that to yeah. get into it. Yeah, I've saw that. I've saw <clears> that. <throat> I've had a quick look at the dirt sheets. I'm not seeing anything jump out. Nice guy, Johnny. Are we ready to wrap this show up? Yes, we are. Boys and girls, this has been Franchise Buys Games, your weekly game news podcast, the second best gaming news podcast on the planet at this point, uncontested. That's been Nice Guy Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been titular protagonist, old franchise. If you've enjoyed what's happened day to day, jump on our Apple Podcasts, leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. We are available on other podcatchers. Leave a review wherever you like we are available on the socials instagram facebook twitter search for the franchise p-h-r-a-n-c-h-i-z-e or nice guy johnny uh there you will find us can't promise we do a lot of content on there but we are there i do stream i'd like to say every but he does stream i stream <laughs> he promised you that i stream every now and again i stream i used to be the most reliable man on twitch just literally so consistent however adult and then life got in the way so i do stream i aim for every sunday monday and wednesday that's not exclusively those days anymore uh don't even stream on those days sometimes anymore but that will uh even out as the weeks roll by we'll get back into some sort of fucking routine twitch.tv slash the franchise nice guy johnny anything else no perfect sign off excellent boys and girls until next time laters Say bye, Johnny. Bis später. Gay Panthers. <laughs> <laughs>